Hey everyone, how are you? Nate Strager here with Luxury Estates International. Um, today, we're going to talk about how to how to achieve financial stability in 2023. I actually have a really good friend of mine here. His name is Jaime Gomez. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> He's the founder of Signal Fire. And for the user, for those of you that don't know, uh, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, you're super successful, Nate," etc. Yes, and one of the big reasons for that is Jaime. Jaime actually really helped me in turning me on to books, talking me off the ledge. Um, I just, you know, I, I do real estate full time, but I also have invested in other businesses um, that struggled a lot in the first few years. And Jaime was a huge part of that, of why I didn't quit, why I didn't sell, um, really, you know, helped me out, put me in the right direction. So I thought Jaime would be perfect to talk about how to achieve financial stability in 2023. So good morning. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Glad I know here. you're a super talkative guy, so I, I appreciate you being <laughs> here. Uh, how many years have you been in business with Signal Fire? So Signal Fire, uh, 16 years. Wow, long time. Yeah. And how did you start Signal Fire and why? So I started the company out of my garage 16 years ago. Uh huh. And I worked for a large company that subcontracted their work. Okay. And I just felt that, you know, I could do a better job. And I, a coworker, we partnered at the time and started the company. Okay. So starting from your garage, did you quit the company you were working for and just start cold turkey with a new company? Yes, which was probably a mistake. <laughs> we probably um, should have maybe uh, planned that out a little better, but uh, we did. After quitting, we did talk to the company and they did start giving us work. So that company was a big part of our uh, journey. So I'm, I'm very appreciative of that company that helped us out over the years. And did you just feel like the company or the industry that you were in, uh, and sorry, and so Signal Fire is a... Signal Fire is a commercial fire alarm company, construction, service, inspections. Perfect. So in the company that you were working for in the industry, did you feel like it could just be done better and that's why you started your company or was it just more financial freedom for the long term i think it was both i think uh, i was a technician at the time okay and i saw what the company that was doing the work was doing and i just you know me and the coworker, we just thought we could do better so uh, it was something exciting and did you did you always have that business head while you're working for another company or did you have to learn on the fly? I think I kind of fell into it, but I think one thing that helped me out is that I'm always up for a challenge. So I, I always jump into things okay. without really feeling like I'm fully ready. Okay. But it, you know, uh, that's, I think how you learn, putting okay. yourself in uncomfortable situations and, you know, always kind of being up for the challenge. Okay. So one thing I, I tell people, uh, I think in now in today's day and age, I think everybody wants to be more of an entrepreneur. A lot less people want to do a nine to five. And I applaud that. I support that. Right. But you also have to understand. But and I think it's more beneficial. It's stressful, as we know, being business owners, you know, but either you want to work so many hours helping somebody else build their dream or you're going to work massive hours building your dream right and so where do you want to be in life because we only have one of them so i think it's important that if you're going to put your time and your energy into something it might as well be for you 
to be financially secure for the future. Um, and so how were you able to make Signal Fire financially successful from going to a garage to now owning real estate of Signal Fire? Because you bought a building that I actually sold them about 10 years ago. Um, so how'd you go from a garage to buying a commercial building and having this successful company? Um, well, so a 16 year journey. So throughout the 16 years, we had a lot of struggles as well. Okay. You know? So I think it's, uh, uh, I think a lot of it has to do with grit. Okay. Um, and tenacity is a big part of it. Just uh, being mentally strong um, and knowing how to push forward, taking things to the finish line, not giving up. Uh, sometimes in business, uh, and not just business in life, you know, it could be hard. So just knowing how to keep pushing forward uh, is huge. And what were some of the biggest struggles that you had with Signal Fire? Sure. So <clears throat> after the housing market crash back in uh, 2008, uh, we're only in business about two years at the time. Oh, yeah. Slap. That's a reality check. Yeah. So work dried up. Uh, we didn't have a lot of recurring revenue. A lot of our construction, a lot of our work was construction based. Mm. So that we realized was really important that we needed recurring revenue. Right. Uh, but at the time we didn't have it. So work dried up. The only work that was out there was prevailing wage. Uh, prevailing wage is uh, you have to pay a lot of the hourly is really high. And we didn't know what we were doing. So we took on some projects, lost a lot of money. And in hindsight, that struggle was probably one of the best things that happened to us because it really put the fire, it lit the fire under me to start reading books, you know? And to answer the question, I think the number one thing is education. So as you develop, uh, learn to develop yourself, learn to develop your team, um, I think it's what's gonna, you know, change things. And was it prevailing wages with government contracts? Yeah. So those of you that don't know, when you get a government contract, you have to pay an absorbent amount of wage to your employees that's required for the that's required for the that's required for you to get that government contract. So the government will give you that contract, but instead of paying your employees, I'm just going to throw out a number, $20 an hour, you have to pay $50 an hour. Yeah. And you don't get paid on that contract until after the job is done. It could be 30, 60, or even 90 days. So as a business owner, you're coming out to, you know, twice as much or two and a half times as much as what you would normally pay. And then you're not getting, you're not recouping that until months later, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. So we didn't know what we're doing. And just like anything in the beginning, it takes time to get good at something, right? right? So the work dried up. The only thing that was out there was prevailing wage. We took on some projects, underbid them. And I remember at our Christmas party, you know, having to look at everybody. Right. And, uh, you know, tell everybody that I think everybody did a great job. But there's no raises. <laughs> and I have to personally uh, invest more money into the company to keep the doors open. Right. You know? So very hard time, but it really motivated me to not be a tech. Right. You know, uh, being a technician, being a business owner, two different things. So that's what, you know, went on... Uh, Amazon and got the top 10 best-selling business books, read those and just kind of continued, started my journey to really uh, learn how to be a business owner. And I think it was you that told me this, and I've actually learned so much from you, that you can be the best plumber in the world, 
But if you don't, and, and you're gonna go, you know, you think, oh, I'm the best plumber, et cetera, et cetera, but, and I'm gonna go open my, my own business, but there's a difference between being the best plumber in the world and running a business. Absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's so, it's opposite ends of the spectrum, right? And so, um, what other struggles can you think of other than prevailing wages that you had to go through? Because I remember you telling me, man, I was up till one in the morning pacing back and forth. And, oh, yeah, I had a and, lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what attributed to those late nights and pacing back and forth? Um, there's many things. Uh, but one thing I wanted to mention about what we the, what we're just talking about is uh, there's a book, Emits Revisited. Okay. And I just happened to stumble across that book, but it uh, was a game changer for me to start systematizing the business and uh, get out of the being a technician. Okay. So, uh, that was a great book that really um, changed the trajectory of the company. Um, some of the other challenges that I had over the years is um, it's really important to to uh, build the right team. So what I noticed is that when you're building a team. Uh, if I have to personally get into the weeds and do the job for them, they're probably not the right person for that role. Right. You know? And I also know what it feels like to have the right support. Right. When you have someone that's on top of things and, you know, so I really try to try to hire uh, people that know more than I do about different parts of the company. That way I know that I don't have to get, you know, into the weeds and I know that they got it. So, right. Um, why try and re reinvent the wheel in that portion of, of your business when you have somebody that, that already knows you don't have to micromanage them? Because as we know, time is probably the one, one of the most precious things in running a business. You can't be looking over everybody's shoulder. And if you do, then that's not the right person for the job. Yeah, when you have the right support, I mean, it's huge. Uh, it's, it's a game changer. So... I think in the past, I, I would kind of try to keep trying to, to change people to kind of adapt to our values. Okay. And, you know, figuring out what your values are, by the way, is like, for us was uh, very important. Knowing what our values are and building a team that also has those values, that are aligned with those values. And <clears throat> it's huge. When everybody's going in the same direction and everybody's aligned to those values, it's a game changer for the business. So what are some of your core values for, for business? Well, our top core value was service excellence. So I cared a lot about service excellence. And what I realized is that if I hired and just kind of built a team, just a random team, it doesn't work. Right. You know, you have to let everybody know that one of the company core values is service excellence. And then as that resonates with certain people, they want to join your team. Right. Because they care about that as well. Right. You know? And the only way you're going to build a company that uh, provides service excellence is by having a team of people that really care about that. You know? So you talked about reading books. Um, what are some of the books that you would recommend as far as helping someone, whether it's in business or just, you know, somebody that's thinking about being an entrepreneur? What are some of the books that really helped you? What are some of the books that that you feel are really important for people to learn? Because as you talked about, it's education, right? You, you jumped into this business um, maybe a little too soon um, and didn't have that that experience. And you just kind of jumped on Amazon and just started searching so so that people don't have to, you know, guess and, you know, waste time reading not the wrong books, but maybe you can give them more of a 
uh, a definitive direction you know what are some of the most important like your top five most important books that really helped you top five huh there's so many man i think that for me what's important is that what i realize is that i just if i just read a book just to read it uh-huh I'm not excited about it and I'm probably not going to finish it. Okay. But if I'm struggling with something in life, it doesn't have to be just business, you know, personal or, you know, uh, well, you know, my daughter, I have a 10 year old daughter. Uh, there's a time that I wanted to be a better parent. Mm -hmm. So a buddy, uh, my buddy, uh, one of my mentors, uh, Tom, he, uh, recommended, uh, parent effectiveness training. Okay. And that I believe helped me a lot. So as I was reading that book, I was uh, very excited to, to finish that book and um, helped me out a lot. So, so yeah, I just think it depends on where you're, where you're struggling. Um, okay. And there's great books on different parts of life, you know? Okay. Is there, cause I, I know you turned me on to traction. You turned me on to, ah, I'm, there's two more that I, I really, it really helped me in being an entrepreneur because you know, I have multiple businesses, um, and those books really help me. And like you said, there's books for different parts of your life, but for financial stability to help someone, you know, get out of the grind of just working and paying the bills. Is there a book that would help in financial stability? Yeah. So Maybe I'll uh, go over my favorite books. Okay. And I think it's all connected. Okay. You know? So uh, one of my mentors, I've never met him, but uh, Stephen Covey. So that's one of the first books that I uh, that I read. And The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Okay. And it was very interesting to me to read that book and kind of hear about uh, principles and universal principles. And uh, that really helped me build my company off of principles. So principles being timeless and universal. Um, so a lot of our core values, uh, in my opinion, I didn't want just generic core values. I wanted core values that I really felt had a lot of depth to them. And, you know, I feel that they were uh, very solid. Um, so I'm not sure, uh, you know, if that makes sense. No, it does 100%. I think core values, um, no matter what business you're in, whether you're a high level exec or you're running Coca-Cola or you're running a smaller company or you're just starting are extremely important. And I think it goes hand in hand no matter what level you're on. Yeah. So I just kind of think you, you know, as you read, you kind of figure out who you kind of connect with. So like Ray Dalio, I consider uh, his work uh, amazing. I consider him another mentor. Um, he also talks a lot about principles and uh, it's just amazing what he's, uh, what he built over the years and the way that he runs his company. So just to maybe get in a little more into the weeds, there is uh, what I learned from Ray Dalio is like, he's big on transparency. So in his company, everything's recorded. Uh, people are learning. So as people are having meetings, people are like rating the meetings so that people are constantly getting feedback in real time. Right. And it's just, uh, just amazing what he was able to come up with and, and build over the years. It's a great idea. Yeah. It really is. Um, so moving into 2023, I can't believe it's 2023 already, which is nuts because it seems like yesterday we just hit 2022. What type of investments do you think people should make um, to start to become more financially stable? Is it housing? Is it buying a business? Is it crypto? Is it the stock market? Um, and as a successful businessman, because you are extremely successful and extremely knowledgeable, 
Where do you invest your money and why? So they say that, you know, the time to make money is in a down economy. Yes. The problem is that a lot of times in a down economy, people don't have the money to invest. Yes. <laughs> so, so yeah, my, my personal strategy is to kind of hold off a little bit. And, uh, you know, as I see dips, I kind of get in a little bit. But um, I do think that, you know, the economy is a cycle. You know, it's got its ups and downs. I think the economy has been hot for a long time. There's been a lot of money printing, a lot of money pumped into the economy. Uh, but uh, there's going to be a quantitative tightening coming up. Okay. So there's going to be money taken out of the economy. So okay. as that happens, they'll, in my opinion, there'll be effects on that. Same, same with uh, interest rates going up. You know, I think there'll be, it's kind of like a wave. I think it takes time for uh, people to see the results of the actions that are currently taking place. So I know we, we've had this conversation recently where this is my thought. Um, you know, I have family members and friends or, you know, older friends that have worked a nine to five for 20, 30, 40 years and they, they pay into their retirement, but then they, they go to retire and they, they, they have to live in senior housing, uh, where it's, you know, low income senior housing and it's, they can't keep up with the inflation or the cost of living because the money that they're putting in year over year, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, isn't going to help them today sure. or tomorrow, right? So I think that's a, a huge problem. So if you could take, you know, Jaime back to 10 years ago, 15 years ago and start investing so that you were financially secure other than your business, um, what would you invest in? Again, would it be you know, housing, buying a business, crypto, something like that, you know? Cause I remember when Bitcoin came out, it was like 0.2 cents on for, for, you know, stock. But what, what would you invest in? I think having a diversified portfolio for sure is important, but uh, something that's helped me out over the years and you know, uh, uh, is uh, real estate, you know, it, uh, I really believe in it, um, you know, as your uh, as rents are coming in, the value of it to help inflation, uh, the value of it goes up as well. So, right. um, you know, the key is just trying to kind of get in in the right time. Do you feel that these new investments like crypto or NFTs, or do you feel like they're the future or do you feel like it's not? I do. I believe in, uh, not sure if you're familiar with uh, Ethereum. Yep. I uh, really do believe in that project. I uh, I don't, uh, I mean, personally, I don't really believe in uh, Bitcoin, right. but I do believe in the Ethereum project. I think there's a lot, the ecosystem continues to grow and I think it is going to be a game changer. So okay. I think they're working on figuring out how to, how to fix their scalability, but uh, it's pretty amazing what, you know, thousands of developers all over the world are working together. I mean, the cause is, they have a great, uh, purpose, you know, so I think it's amazing what they're doing. And I think, uh, you know, 10 years from now, I think a lot more people will know what Ethereum is. And in listening to you and in knowing you for so many years, uh, and in just talking to you right now, I think the biggest thing to help people be financially secure is education and doing your research and the grind and really putting your head in there and not just working the business, but educating yourself on how to be better in business. And if you have employees or you have a partner, you know, 
educating yourself on how to deal with people and have pro uh, policies and procedures and things like that. So one thing I, I'm really, I've known you for a long time, but just listening to you right now is just always education. Do your research and you're talking about Ethereum as opposed to Bitcoin. You know, the difference is Ethereum is X, Y, and Z, and that's why I believe in it. It's doing the education process and learning more about that company to believe in it, to keep investing in it. So in saying that, where do you see the economy in 2023? Do you see it? Do you see inflation continue to go? Do you feel like it's going to boom somewhere second half or first half or first quarter? Or like what's your if you had a crystal ball, where where do you see it going in 2023? Sure. And, you know, nobody knows exactly what's going to happen. Um, the Fed can shift on their monetary policy. Yeah. But as of now, they're they're fighting inflation, as, as you know. Yeah. And I do think that uh, there'll be a dip in 23, in my okay. opinion. A dip in uh, jobs or housing or business or all? Mm, good question. Um, I think that we will be in a recession in 2023. Okay. Up till the end, maybe beginning of 2024. Uh, maybe, maybe even uh, longer. Um, but uh, it's just a cycle, you know, it's, uh, you know, the market does need to cool off. I mean, it's so hot. I mean, you've seen, well, in real estate, right? You've seen how high in the last few years, how high uh, it's gone up just in the last couple of years. Probably, yeah, you know? it's been insane. And um, we were just talking about it because when COVID hit and everything shut down, I thought things were going to drop to the floor. I'm like, here's another 0708. Things are going to drop to the floor. This is unprecedented. But then things doubled or even tripled in some areas. Um, and I think that was, you know, again, we just don't know. We don't know what the Fed's going to do, you know, to offset or try and help the economy so it doesn't tank. Right. But now we're in a different situation. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what happened. So what you thought, that's what I thought. Right. Right. And that's what the government thought. So, you know, the government in hindsight, the government overreacted and, you know, dumped in maybe a little too much money into the economy. And now we're kind of paying the price for it, right? Now we're seeing inflation and they're trying to fix that now. So, Because like you said, it's really easy to print money. Yeah. And they're just pumping it in. And, you know, one of the questions I was going to ask you a little later, but I'll touch on it now because I feel like people are watching, you know, buying that Louis Vuitton bag and buying that Rolex and trying to buy the high-end car when you really should be, you know, you're going to be able to do that later. But it's really important to invest into financial stability now so that you can have those perks later and go to that, that Cancun vacation or whatever it is, right? But you really have to, like you said, start in the garage, educate yourself, you know, in whatever direction you want to be, whether you want to be Instagram fame or you actually want to start a business or you want to have a franchise or whatever that case may be, right? It's all about investing in yourself the education to become financially stable for later so you're able to do that um so do you feel like there's more entrepreneurs now trying to become more financially stable than there were 10 years ago um i think that um it's always been a struggle i think for for uh for, for all of us mm -hmm. to uh discipline ourselves to to not get caught up in that game, right? To really, you know, the wealthy people, they know, right? They, they, a lot of their money goes into assets, you know, things that put money into their pockets. 
Um, and yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, spending their money on liabilities. Right. And instead of having money to, to invest, uh, you know, they have a lot of really nice things, but exactly. So instead of buying that watch that you can't afford on a credit card and making that payment every month, you could be making that payment into a duplex or something that's actually going to give you liquidity moving forward. You know, I know you have multiple investments that you bought years ago, right? Yeah. I think you invested in a bunch of condos, I think, if, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, and I won't say what you bought them for, but I remember you telling me and I'm like, whoa, that was so smart because I think you bought in the down market, right? Yeah, yeah. You bought in the down market, and so I try and explain to everybody: Look, no, no millionaire bought at the high of the market. You know, when the, when the market is on fire, they're not buying condos at four hundred thousand. You know, you're buying, you want that condo at that fifty, eighty, hundred, one twenty, whatever it is, because as time goes on, your tenants are paying it down. You're benefiting from that equity. You're benefiting from you know long term, and like you said, you have a ten year old daughter; she's going to benefit. Right, so you're setting up for financial stability moving forward. Um, you know, uh, so just to kind of add to that, man, is uh, what I've what I tried to do is to not go off on of my emotions, right? So when the economy uh, tanked back in 2008, uh, part of me kept thinking, well, it's going to go lower. Well, uh, you know, right now may not be a good time to buy, uh, but I had to push myself to do the opposite of what. I wanted to do right. what I felt needed to be to do, right? So I did pick up uh, properties at the at the at the low time, and you know, vice versa. You know, I think at the at the height of the market, um, you know, I I decided to hold off. So uh, uh, as you know, I uh, exited my company uh, uh, six months ago, yeah. and um, instead of going all in there, I decided to kind of felt that. I uh, needed to wait, and as the market's been going down, I've been uh, slowly uh, investing. So, and you and you had your company how many years before you exited? Sixteen years. So, sixteen years of grinding and education, and just day to day and improving processes and procedures. You know, and I was going to say this after, but congratulations on exiting yeah thank you because that creates financial freedom right where you're not working at 65 years old as a as a server at a buffet which there's nothing wrong with that but you know you do want to create that financial freedom and to take that step and i know we had this conversation you know should i sell should i continue whatnot but you know putting in that grind for 16 years and then selling gives you more time and within that time you were, you were able to invest in in multiple properties and et cetera, et cetera, to have multiple revenue streams coming in and i think that's there's you're so so smart and even looking at ethereum you create these different revenue streams uh so that when you do retire you can retire without without worry if something happens, you don't have to worry, you know, um, I don't have enough money in the bank to pay for this surgery or to pay for whatnot. Because, you know, as a entrepreneur, we don't, our employer doesn't give us health benefits, right? We have to pay for health benefits. So um, I think that's super smart in, in the process and educating and continuing to invest and having multiple streams of revenue. So uh, thank you so much for being here. And I think I think the overall consensus of what we were talking about was 
you know, don't buy that super nice car that you can't afford or don't overextend yourself. Put that money in those payments into something that's going to give you a return for financial stability moving forward. I mean, do you agree? Sure, sure. Um, you know, a couple points that uh, I wanted to just point out. Um, one is that just like in business, it's important to figure out what core values you want for your company. Uh, personal for, for yourself, you really need to know what your core values are for yourself, right? And uh, one of my values, for example, is freedom. So when it comes to like where I invest, uh, that reminds me of what my value is, right? So I want freedom to, you know, uh, take vacation, spend time with my daughter. Um, I value that a lot. So as I'm deciding kind of what to do, it's kind of my North Star, you know, helps me uh, stay disciplined on what I want to do. Hey, is, you know, buying that, uh, is that going to help me align to my value, right? So it helps me make decisions. Uh, it's my foundation, you know. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention that is super helpful over the years is uh, asking for help. You know, a lot of people are out there struggling, you know, doing it on their own. And uh, there's help out there. You know, there's other people that have what I look. One thing that helped me out significantly is mentors, uh, mentors that I've had over the years. Um, and I think people out there will be surprised that um, people enjoy helping others out. Right. People that have been there, done that. Um, you know, if there's something that I want to do in my business, I kind of look at who I know and whoever I feel has been there, done that. And I really admire the, the work that they did. I'll go to them and ask them like, Hey, I'd really love to learn how you did that. And nine times out of 10, um, they're happy to. So just don't be afraid to ask for help. And, um, uh, you know, the grind it's real, man. It is. It is. <laughs> I, I had this guy in my building multiple times and he broke out a marker and a, a whiteboard and we went through things and I almost had to sell uh, one of my buildings, one of my businesses multiple times and, and without him, I, I probably would have had to. I, and I think you know that. Um, so I agree with you. Having, and I think we, we talked about this, um, you know, is about having about surrounding yourself with people that are more successful than you to learn from because if you're the smartest guy in the room you're really not going to get there as fast and you know if somebody's already invented the wheel you know that's the old adage right then why why try and reinvent the wheel so uh, uh so you know just to add to that man one of our company core values was no ego uh-huh so that just has helped us out significantly over the years right so as a company no ego it doesn't matter who comes up with the idea Whatever the best idea is, let's get that implemented. Um, absolutely, let's talk to people that know more than we do. Um, yeah, so that's that's a principle I think that um, has been huge for us. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, happy uh, to. You're one of the most successful guys I know, and in putting it all on the table, whether it's real estate investments or building your business and exiting or or looking into Ethereum or whatnot. You know, I think. I think it goes to show and put everything into perspective on how far you really come from starting in a garage. So being able to build that financial freedom takes time and it's not instant, you know? So thank you so much. I really appreciate you as a friend, as a mentor for this interview and hopefully your knowledge helps somebody else that's trying to start out of their garage or start, start out of their home. So uh, for more tips, content, follow, like, share, and uh, we'll have more, more for you later. 
All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Right. Thank you.